and welcome to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider. I am Mia Graviador slash Fagan, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, husband slash soulmate slash ride or die bitch, Harrison Fagan. Huh? Are you flabbergasted? No, that's the first time that I've ever heard someone refer to their hyphenated last name as a slash. (laughs) I'm starting a new you're, thing. You're either or. You're you're Mia. You're Mia. Just a Graviador my... or Fagin. Yeah. Depends on your mood. Yeah. If I love it's like you how or ma- not. Yeah. There you go. How mm-hmm. mad you are at me. Yeah. I could switch it out. <laughs> uh, so it's been a long time. Um, we took a couple weeks, months to recover from our princess uh, marathon, and I think we've come back better than ever. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, that marathon made me hate the podcast. And so I just needed, you know, time off and to recuperate. And yeah. To I'm, hate the Lakers. And yeah. then you come back and you're like, I'm okay. like, oh, no, this sounds fun again, watching movies. <laughs> uh, speaking of movies, you have brought us a movie that I do not know of because you haven't told me yet. Yeah. You literally decided maybe a couple minutes before we started recording. Yeah. No. So I thought that, you know, uh, it would be really fun that since it's spooky season for our Halloween episode, what? for us to do Blade, the original. Wait, babe, it's not even Halloween anymore. We can't even do it. Well, this was supposed to be for <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> and we are recording this, well, we're recording this intro on November 5th. We will see when the episode gets done and dropped. But, uh, you know, we missed the Halloween target by a little bit, but... You know, just because I, neither of us have seen the original Blade before, making this intro segment a little weird and different than normally what we do, um, I thought that, you know, given Blade's importance in coming into the MCU, it would be kind of exciting and fun to go back and watch the original that I think is, like, pretty pretty acclaimed. Like, I think people really like the original Blade. And so I'm kind of curious to see why it's so beloved and if it holds up and you know, if we should start a movement to bring Wesley Snipes into the MCU. Can he, though? Doesn't he... Uh, Blade in the multiverse of bladeness. Isn't he, like, on, like, the run from tax evasion or something? No, I think he already served his time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, never mind. I guess we can bring him back. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm surprised. Um, I thought... I literally thought you were going to bring up another Adam Sandler movie. I was prepared for that, but... Well, I get to pick a couple movies in a row, so uh, after this, no, we'll that, do an Adam true. Sandler vampire no. movie. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, so what have you... So you, you've heard about Blade. I literally have not heard pretty much anything. Maybe it was before my time. I don't know. I wasn't into superhero movies, but what's the premise of Blade. Okay, so Blade is a daywalker, which is basically a half-human, half-vampire hybrid, at least in the comics, where he, you know, basically has, like, all the strengths, you know, like, he can, like, you know, he's strong like a vampire, he can feed off blood if he wants to, but he can also walk around in the sunlight type of thing. And he is a vampire hunter because a vampire, the reason he has his powers is actually pretty tragic. Uh, His mom was being eaten by a vampire who she thought was a doctor during childbirth, uh, and, like, some of the vampire stuff got into his bloodstream, and so he's, like, half vampire type of deal. Oh, yikes. So, it wasn't really his dad that killed his mom. No, no. It was just a vampire. Yeah, it was a vampire doctor. I mean, I don't know, again, I don't know which direction the movie is going to take this, because, like, comic adaptations were pretty different in the early 2000s, and yeah, so... Yeah, they must have like, taken a lot of liberties. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, he may, it may turn out he's, like, related to the Cullen family in some way. I don't know, but... You know what? Um, 
I'd be down for that. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't, as far as the movie, I don't know, but in the comics, that is the basic premise, is that his mom was being fed on by a vampire as she was giving birth. And so, Blade came out of the womb, uh, you know, you with a gun and a sword and was ready to go. Do you think her insurance covered that? I, I honestly, I, I think probably not. So, I'm guessing... <laughs> They're like, like, that's a pre-existing condition? That is not our problem. Well, so it wouldn't be a pre-existing condition, but she should have checked to make sure that that was covered before agreeing to, like, to receive that type of treatment. Yeah, like... So, she... I really think the doctor here is the one that's being done wrong, potentially. <laughs> Did she ask the doctor if he's in her network? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I feel like if he was, then this would be covered by her insurance. I think you have to get a referral to the vampire doctor, ah, you know, okay. just from a legal perspective. So, Man. yeah, that's rough. But, again, it sort of, you know, again, it dimensionalizes Blade's backstory in that, He doesn't you know, hate vampires. He hates the American medical system. Yeah, and insurance, like, he... Has has a vendetta against vampires because they got his mom this like false claim filed mm -hmm. against her, uh, you know, in Did her she insurance. Live? I no. Oof. At, at least I don't think so. No. Oof. Okay. Okay. Well, this makes it a lot more interesting. So yeah, he he hates vampires, but he also has their powers, and he just goes around killing them because he's like these creatures of the night are evil. All right. And he's got sunglasses, a trench coat, lots of guns, and a katana sword. So he is basically like everything a child would want in a comic book character. Was he ever, did he ever team up with any other Marvel superhero? Oh, yeah. He was an Avenger at one point. Oh. You know, like he, yeah, Blade's done all kinds of stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. Blade's constantly crossing over because everybody loves Blade. Everybody loves Blade. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just wanted an excuse to watch this movie. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't, I always thought Blade was a cool character. I think most people think he's a really cool character. Is like, this the one with Ryan Reynolds in it, or no? No, that is Blade Trinity. Oh. Uh, which has. We are not watching. All it, well, no, we're, I actually just decided right now. No, we're no, watching, no, 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 we're, we're not. We're watching all three Blades. The Blade Princess Marathon. Okay, whatever. Anyways. Well, working title. Well, we shall, uh, we'll sink our things into this movie and give it a look and we'll uh be right back all right and we are back we just watched blade and before we get into our thoughts on the movie mia for the first time in quite a while <laughs> Because of the 19 princess movies, is going to be doing the 60-second summary. Now, before we get started, do you still know how to do this? Like, do you remember? Are you going to be rusty? Like... Um, you know, I might stumble, but, you know, we're going to get through this. I... I... I know that's not going to be under, it's it's not going to be under 60 seconds. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I believe in you. Okay. But so without further ado, for people who either didn't watch it or, you know, are new to the podcast or, you know, just need a refresher on what Blade is about, just uh, let, let's hear it. Okay. What, what was going on with Blade? Okay. 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 So we open up the movie. It, it We're in a hospital and there's a lady. She's screaming. She's on a gurney. They're pushing her through. She's pregnant. She's bleeding. She's all everywhere. And she almost, she basically dies basically, but not really. And she has two bites on her neck. Oh my God. What does that mean? So then we cut to modern day, which is actually the nineties. And there is a guy and he's with a girl and he, she's all like, let's go somewhere fun. And he's like, where is it? And she's all like, shut the fuck up. And so they go into this underground little like dance party and it's like a rave and they're going. And all of a sudden blood sprinklers. Oh my God. 
they're all vampires and then they all start going on to this guy and then all of a sudden blade comes in he's all like you motherfuckers are gonna be dead so he goes around he murders everyone except one guy his name is quinn he's all like yo what's up and he's like i don't want to chop you off i'm gonna light you on fire lights him on fire and then all of a sudden they have the crime scene comes and then they go to the they take the blood to the the hospital and then there's a doctor her name is karen yes i'm sorry her name is karen it's her dr karen and she's a hematologist and so she's like wow this blood's really weird what is it i don't believe in vampires and then her ex is like why don't we ever get together anymore and she's like fuck you so then he the ex gets bitten somehow i don't really remember but he gets bitten quinn, or, quinn the, the Qu- oh, yes. vampire wakes up quinn mid, the bird mid autopsy yes and he bites him and she gets bit too and she's screaming and blade's there and blade has to finish off quinn he doesn't and then he finds karen he's like oh i'm gonna bring her back so he just brings her back and to uh undisclosed location she wakes up and she's like where the fuck am i and then there's this old guy there and he's like hello my name is whistler does he whistle no he has never whistled this, in this his entire- actual last exactly name. so he's all like listen we are vampire hunters there's vampires everywhere she's like you you line no cap and he's like no cap there's vampires they're everywhere and she's like okay and he's like by the way you got bitten you might be infected if the light begins to if the sunlight begins to bother you then sorry you're dead just kill yourself with a gun she's like no i'm gonna find the cure so then blade's all like okay have fun i'd leave the town if i were you and she's like okay so she goes back to her apartment and then there's a cop and he's like listen i'm a cop and well of course we never really trust cops and the cop is actually a familiar not a vampire but a familiar and then blade comes in and he's like all right let's go fuck shit up so then there's this like vampire council um and they're all like we are vampires but we let's keep it chill and then this guy's all like i'm a new vampire i want to fuck shit up i'm gonna wake up a blood monster and we're all gonna be vampires and so the whole movie is about them trying to stop the blood vampire and then they go into this like secret little location and it's like in a silo i don't even know and there's like blood and blade needs his blood and then surprises mom's alive somehow but she's also dating the vampire that wants to wake up the blood vampire anyways doesn't matter doesn't happen because blade is a badass and kicks everyone's ass and then all of a sudden at the end he ends up in russia and blade can speak russian the end yeah you know so that was the longest 60 second (laughs) summary in the history of rewind and reconsider to be honest there was a lot minutes and 40 seconds fuck you there was a lot okay i'm sorry i'm a little rusty i haven't done this in a while no yeah no i mean honestly i I thought it was a really good summary you hit a lot of the details Mm -hmm. you know know, like removing the time constraint by breaking the rules Uh you created something great and i think that is the excuse to break rules you know in art which this podcast is yes it's like we're breaking the rule because we have not watched this movie the both of us yeah and you know, I, I, a couple a couple notes on your your summary there. Uh, the at the beginning of the movie, when Blade's mom, we think she is dying, but she's not. Like maybe the most incompetent doctors in the history of humanity, where they're like, "Oh my God, it looks like some kind of animal bit her in the neck, and she's bleeding out, and she's dying." But they're like human-sized bite marks, and these guys are like, they can't figure out like what's going on with her. It was in. And, the, I think. It, like specifically there was like a newspaper that showed like the summer of love it was like in the 70s so i don't know i feel like people back then yeah no i mean summer. so in blade's universe the, the whole the i well i guess the vampires they were they were in the mainstream media so they're like no 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 i know what's going to convince people that this is normal people are just dying of like vicious hickeys mm-hmm. it's just like every you've heard it's about an epidemic you guys yeah, it's 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 a pandemic of hickeys so you know don't don't let people bite your neck yeah, just don't let it happen. Practice practice safe neck biting. <laughs> Make sure that your fangs have a condom on. Why is it always the neck, though? 
I guess I don't know. Well, it's Have you like, ever thought why, about that? Why like, can't why they bite an the, ankle? Why do we eat the chicken breast? You know, why did like why not our arm? Maybe our neck tastes the best. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's where know. like where the most blood flows. Because you know, you actually, there is a on lot. Your neck. Yeah, there is a lot of blood there. It's that's like probably a fucking it. geyser. Yeah, you know, that's probably it. Okay. Speaking of blood, vampires. I mean, if you're asking the real <laughs> reason, it's like you know, it's probably sexual. Sexual. Yeah. Some weird shit like that. Anyways, um, this movie was so fucking good. It was so much better than I expected. My expectations were shattered everywhere on the floor. Like I thought it would be fun, but I was surprised at how much fun I was having I'm gonna, watching this. I'm going to be real, the past couple of Marvel movies, like superhero movies, I've been really underwhelmed. Like I've been like sort of falling out of love with superhero movies. This This is the best superhero movie I have seen in decades. Okay, decades. Years. Years. Like, this is more than 20 years. This is the best superhero (laughs) movie you've seen. Almost. I gotta say, it's it's good. Mia's superhero rankings. It's like number three, Avengers Endgame. Number two, The Dark Knight. Number Uh one, Blade. Blade, 1998. Yes. Fucking argue with a wall, okay? This movie, Wesley Snipes. Okay. I literally have only seen Wesley Snipes in our previous, you know, Wesley Snipes, friend of the show. We saw him on uh, White Men Can't Jump. Can't Very jump. different character. Very different that. character. I thought he was pretty funny. He's got a lot of range. But this movie, Wesley Snipes, back then, back then, in the 90s. Now, I don't know how he is. Back then was the coolest motherfucker ever. Like, it, his character, he plays it so fucking well. Like, I, I can't even describe it. Like... I feel like any other actor in the 90s would have played that. It would have been really corny. But he, like, I think he literally believes he's Blade in this movie. Yeah, no. I mean, I, if you told me, like, if there were, like, you know how, like, when the Suicide, or Suicide Squad was made and there were stories of, like, Jared Leto tried to embody the Joker by, like, sending rats to his co-stars and stuff. Like, if you told me that Wesley Snipes, to prepare for this role, just, like, stalked the streets of New York City looking for vampires, he didn't find any. But, but he, he was looked. looking. He was yeah. walking around that night, full trench coat, guns, uh-huh. everything. Was just like, just on the off chance he saw one. He's yeah. like, well, I want to learn what it feels like to take one down. I would believe it. Yeah, me too. He, he was- fucking embodies Blade. He is so cool. Like, any other actor saying these lines, I would laugh. But in this movie, I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's fucking Blade. Like, Damn, he's yeah, so cool. He just, there's just, he's like a combination of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator and like like a really I'm trying to think of like another like cool action movie where the guy has just, where it's like a fast it's like if a Fast and the Furious writer wrote Terminator is exactly. sort of how Blade comes across. You know, he has like there there's the moment that there's all the you mentioned his lines and like the dialogue that almost no one else could pull off. Like oh. I'm not sure that anyone else could have done the no lines one that, can. Yeah, the Wesley Snipes drops in this movie. When he's rescuing Dr. Karen, uh you yes. know, she's complaining that her hot uh, her oat milk macchiato at the hospital is like too isn't kids temp like she asked for and so um you know, he has to rescue her from the hospital. Uh, <laughs> uh no, I mean after she's been bitten by a vampire I was like decides, wait, I don't remember that part. No, I was making a Karen joke. Okay. Uh, she, she, uh, when he's rescuing her from the hospital and getting ready, first, he, when the cops shoot at him, you know, the guy in a trench coat walking through a hospital with guns, firing at this what appears to be a dead body, mm-hmm. um, you know, when the cops shoot at him, he looks back at them and just goes, motherfucker, are you crazy? 
and then proceeds to carry this woman, you know, using his like I guess bulletproof vest and trench coat, you know, know, towards the window, shoots a hole in the window, and then throws throws her her across the street where she dislocates her shoulder, and he's just like, oh, that's fine. It just doesn't say anything, just pops it back in, and then picks her up and carries her away. Cold motherfucker. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. You know, and then there is, like, that's one of his first kind of one-liners that he drops. And then the movie, the note that this movie ends on is one of the most incredible lines in the history of action movies, I think, where he is fighting... Yeah, he is fighting... What's the evil vampire's name again? Deacon Frost. Deacon Frost, yes, that's right. He's fighting Deacon Frost. The Generation X villain. He's not going to be able to win. He basically, long story short, he ends up defeating him by throwing his, like, the vampire cure at him, which causes his blood to, like, lighten up with electricity and turn into the blob and explode. Yeah. And right to before he throws the final little kill dart thing into him as Deacon Frost is already like bubbling up like the blob from the X-Men and getting ready to blow up. He just goes, some motherfuckers are always trying to skate uphill. And then he throws it in the air, does a front flip and kicks it directly into this man's forehead and it explodes. I was screaming. I was screaming when I watched this. And you know what? It makes complete perfect sense. It does. In the context of the movie. This is better than Iron Man saying, I am Iron Man. Yeah, you you wonder, you're like... This this will never be topped. You, the listener of this podcast, are like, well, but is that a reference to something earlier on in the movie? No, it is not. It is not a reference to anything in the movie, as far as I can tell. Maybe there is, like, a, a scene earlier in the movie, a deleted scene, where Deacon Frost is a former figure skater. I don't know, but... So, the story behind that line is that Wesley Snipes was um, describing the character of Deacon Frost, who's basically someone who just wants to, you know, get there easier, I guess, or something like that. And so he said, some motherfuckers like to skate uphill. And the director was like, I like that line. Let's use it. That's it. It doesn't reference anything. (laughs) I just love that they're like, yeah, you know, this like kind of deep character analysis that you, Wesley Snipes, have done on this character that we have not referenced at all throughout the course of the movie we're just going to use this as, like, the badass final kill line. You know, honestly, incisive analysis from Wesley Snipes. Uh, I like he, it. He wasn't wrong. It honestly makes sense. Kind of trying to cheat the system and, you know, like... He it, wanted it, to be, like, a vampire. He's like, listen, I want to be a vampire, but I also want to, like, enjoy human things. So let's just, like, make it... Let's make everyone vampires. Which, you know, if we can start to get into the larger plot of the movie a little bit... Oh, let's not, because it doesn't make any sense. No, well, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't... Let's not plan, ruin this movie. <laughs> his plan was apparently to turn everyone into vampires. Yes. But he only wants human blood. And so where does he think he's going to be getting the blood from? Yeah, I don't think this plan was really well thought out. Yeah, not really. I mean, you know... I'm glad that Blade stopped him because it would have been a disaster, but I don't think this guy really thought through. I'm beginning to suspect that the VHS machine that he used to decode the hieroglyphics (laughs) on what the ancient blood machine underneath New York City, that they apparently none of them knew what it did. It wasn't set in New York City. Oh, it wasn't? I don't think it was. No, it was. It was set in New York City. It wasn't okay. filmed in New York City. It wasn't. It was yeah. definitely filmed in LA <laughs> yeah. because I was like, that looks familiar. This looks like LA. And yeah. I looked it up and I'm like, eh, I shot it in LA. Yeah. No, he he did use a VHS player to decode the hieroglyphics. So I'm beginning to Top think that technology. maybe like they did not, like he didn't quite read through that correctly. Okay, but like the thing is it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. The plot doesn't really, I mean like his his reasons don't matter. He's just bad guy, turning vampires, 
let's Blade just stop to it. save the world. Yeah, exactly. he's got to he's got to shoot a lot of vampires. You to, know what? To do, to do we it. respect that. But yeah. I, I, it's funny how like I think it's like also kind of I want to get a little bit deeper, but I kind of want to think about it like you know the older vampires are like, listen, we've done this for a while. We've been alive for a while. We just keep the peace with the humans. We make sure we don't we're not known. Let's just keep it cool, right? And this deacon guy kind of had like, a decent point. Yeah, and they're like, we have been here. This is why we're surviving. And Deacon's like, I want to blow that fucking. I want to blow that up. I want to blow it all up. I just want everyone. I just want something for me. And like, I think it's kind of like a generational gap thing, you know, where like, you know, the younger people want the things now, right, right then and there. But the older generations, like, listen, you need to learn patience. You need to like, you know, like take into cons- in- into consideration the world around you. Yeah, they're like, back in my day, we had to wait in an alleyway for somebody to walk by. Yeah, you know, now you, you have now, blood banks. Now you, now you, now you own kids yeah. have, your, have your cop familiars that deliver you blood from the blood bank. What's interesting is that, like, they're always, like, the older vampires are like, you are not a vampire. You turned into a vampire. You were a human, and then you were a vampire. We were born vampires. Does that make sense? No, but it... it Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were clearly trying to talk about some sort of, like, you know, like, racism, you know, prejudice type of thing there. And it wasn't super clear what the message was to me. When they were, Um, like, in their little vampiric council. Yeah. You know, know, like, from the show What We Do in the Shadows, there's a vampiric council. Yeah. Um, Which Wesley Snipes is on. Yes. And so is the other character, too. Yeah, Donald Logue. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because in, okay, anyway, so. <laughs> what we do in the Shadows Riders, big 1998 Blade fans. Apparently. I think they're just big, big, they're big vampire fans because yeah. like people from True Blood were on there too. And stuff. Anyways, yeah. it's a great show. If you haven't watched it, please watch all of it. But we're talking about Blade. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the reference that I made to cop familiars running blood, that is a real thing. And it sort of leads us into like, you know, this movie is. I, it, you know, I feel like on this podcast, I have complained a lot about movies being like exposition through dialogue. On this movie, probably the first half of the movie is almost entirely exposition through dialogue and badass kill one-liners. But it works because the world is so silly and fun that you want to know more about it. And so when Blade, after beating up a cop who was trying to take his, you know, the girl that he rescued back to his like vampire master, he just kicks open the trunk of this cop car where there is like apparently an entire freezer apparatus and of like blood. bags of blood. Yeah. And he's like, ah, running blood. Yeah. He's like the vampires, they run the blood banks. They're everywhere. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to That's know. That's all we need to know. Vampires and I'm like, are everywhere. You know what? That makes sense. Makes this fucking this sense. makes sense for how they hide themselves in this world. I was actually they, very... they have the cops run in blood for them. You yeah. know, because the cops want to live forever and get bitten by vampires. That is, yeah, I was actually surprised that they had the familiar aspect in it. I thought it was just vampires. But I guess vampires do need lackeys. So, and yeah, I mean, they need people who can go out during the daytime. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but they already do go out in the daytime. Yeah, well, you know, if you wear enough sunblock. And a motorcycle or helmet. Or a motorcycle helmet. Yeah. Bad as hell. Bad as hell. Yeah. That was so cool. Um. Yeah, so let's talk about the Blade character. So what did you, what did you, I already talked about how cool he was? Like, what did you actually think? Like, this is your first time watching it. Yeah, I mean, you you it's just you can see why this portrayal of him is so beloved. Despite these movies, like, I don't think 
being all that critically beloved at the time. But, like, I remember sort of being floored because I had never seen the movies with, like, how much, you know, when uh, Mahershala Ali was cast as Blade, they're like, oh, I don't know if he's even going to be able to live up to Wesley Snipes. And, like, there was all that. And I'm like, is this just, like, people, like... Yeah, you're like, of... Wes really? Wesley Snipes? And it's like, <laughs> no. I mean, he was, like, he was so effortlessly cool oh, as this character. I just... I want to buy sunglasses like that now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is literally a scene where he gets his sunglasses taken away, and the Quinn character, we'll talk about the Quinn character, because I actually liked him too, has the sunglasses and then somehow gets killed, I think. And yeah, then, Blake slices his head off. And, and then the sunglasses, everything disintegrates except the sunglasses. And the sunglasses, it's just a shot of it in the air, and he catches it, and he puts on his sunglasses. I was hooting and hollering, yeah. okay, at that point. I was like, oh, fuck. It was like Ash Ketchum putting his hat backwards. No, like, it's shit's like, about to go down. It's like when Iron Man catches the Infinity Gauntlet and he's about to snap it. Like this was this no, was this that was way blade. cooler. This is way cooler. <laughs> yeah. No, I just love that throughout the movie, every single time Blade disintegrates a vampire, all their clothes disintegrate too. Like it's you know, it's just that's yeah. the rules. You yeah, know, yeah. when you get disintegrated, everything around you, there's no clothes left behind. There's no nothing. Like they don't have the special effects budget for that. Mm -hmm. So you know, but the one time that like the sunglasses. Still Blade has disintegration proof vampire his proof. sunglasses. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of rules, so the vampires do, they do follow like a lot of rules that we know. So they don't like garlic. They don't like silver, which is kind of weird because I thought that was a werewolf thing, but whatever, we're going to let it pass. Um, and he said that holy water and crosses don't do shit. Yeah. You know why? It's because the movie was like that we are not against, we are not with organized religion. No, it's because the writers were like, what if the vampire was Jewish? And so they're it, like, okay, it doesn't work on them. A good question. Exactly. So that's yeah. why they said it didn't work on them. Okay. Yeah. That was a rule change, which is actually pretty cool. But um, I, I, I think it's just really cool that like a lot of people just know things about vampires. Like it's just a universally known thing that they hate garlic, they hate sunlight, and they suck blood. That's all you need to know. It's just such like a universal character, you know? And every, I feel like in every kind of culture there there's like some sort of vampire yeah which is cool um which makes you wonder what are they real are they are they running the world yeah i think so <laughs> along with the lizard people and the illuminati um so there's another character his name is quinn he is deacon frost's lackey i guess yes um i loved him I don't know why. I can see why that Blade didn't want to kill him. Because he just slices him up, burns him. But he never just really, like, straight out kills him. Yeah, he's just, like, he's sort of a hilarious, dumb scumbag. That, like, you could see why Blade leaves him alive. Because he keeps, like, delivering messages from Blade to his boss. Exactly. He keeps, like, accidentally leading Blade to his boss. Yeah. You know, every single scene, he shows up and he's, like, more disfigured than the last time. Yeah, There's, like, yeah. After he doesn't he have was, a like, hand. <laughs> after he was burned alive, he's got, like, all these scars all over him, whatever. The next time he shows up after Blade slices his arm off, he's got, like, a gross, like, kind of mucusy, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. barely he, like, formed hand. Yeah, exactly. And then he gets two hands. During the, yeah, during the next encounter blade chops his other arm off it was just sort of you know really just a real kind of journey that i think that I, Quinn goes through i like it i liken it to like the batman and joker batman never kills joker they always want to like hang out together i think they secretly love each other no i don't think it's like batman and joker i think it's more like be my messenger yeah it's it's more like like you are too pathetic to kill type i of need thing. to keep you around because 
You can lead me to yeah. You keep you keep screwing up and making my job easier. So like, and they keep putting you in charge of things. Like you know, you organize this vampire nightclub where I could just go kill a bunch of like you know a hundred vampires at once. Yeah, I mean, why doesn't Blade just camp out near like a vampire club and just wait till them to get there? And well, they that's just... what that's what he did. Oh yeah, at the beginning that's what of the did. movie. That was, um, that was his plan. <laughs> fun fact about the Quinn character: he actually had a lot less dialogue, and the actor actually ad-libbed a lot and the the director liked it so they kept in a lot of the parts too so he made himself a bigger character and i think he's a beloved like i think people like him right yeah i mean he came he showed up in the what we do in the shadows yeah no everybody loves donald loke he's great in everything he's been in i literally don't know what he's been in oh okay well he's a canadian you know actor oh so yeah he's one of your people yeah (laughs) um what did you think about dr karen you know, I thought she was all right. I didn't think that she was like. I think the... she was just more of a plot device. Yeah, a little bit. She was the she was the like audience, you know, extrapolation character, exactly. whatever you call them. The, what the I love, audience proxy. Yeah. What I love is that he let her go, and so she goes back to her house, and he shows up and like kills the cop, and she's like, "You use me as bait," and he's he like, says, "Get, Get over, over it." it. <laughs> Which is like no apology, just says, "Get over it." Yeah, like Incredible. listen, you are. You just are a tool to me. Yeah. Uh, but she does come in handy, and she, you know, she does stand her ground. And as I think that's as kinda... most good tools do. Yes. Um, yeah. But apparently they wanted um, Karen to be white, and Wesley Snipes advocated for her to be black. Wow. You, you really did a lot of fun fact research on I this. I did. And you know what? It does make sense because he does see her as, like, he kind of has a flashback to his mom, which I don't fucking know <laughs> Yeah, we can get into that, but this movie has a little bit of a weird relationship with its mom. Oh, yeah. So the the, the plot twist in the movie is that Deacon, the uh, villain of the movie, has been keeping his mom... Blade's mom. Blade's mom. A, not really a prisoner. No, she's, she's his like, girlfriend. She's, like, down for the cause. Yeah, she's his girlfriend. Yeah. and She he, sleeps in the same coffin as him. Yeah, so... The, sa- the same electric-roofed coffin with room for two. Honestly, bad as hell. Honestly, that, that bed looked pretty cool. Yeah, if there's like an air conditioner in there or like a like an air filter, yeah, I'm down. I'd like to sleep in that. Yeah, it's like a, that's what a sleep chamber is, right? It's like, <laughs> exactly. You know, is that what like, LeBron does? That's like, how, that is how LeBron sleeps, 100. percent He's got the <laughs> he's got the blade cryo chamber. You know, he just. <laughs> Um, yeah, so his mom shows up and she's like, hey, son. I'm yeah, it turns out that the girlfriend that you've just been seeing mostly from the neck background, up in yeah. the, and in the background for, for the whole movie of um, of Deacon Frost is Blade's mom, who Deacon Frost had turned. Deacon Frost, so Deacon Frost, like, killed Blade's mom, quote unquote, but also, like, she's back as a vampire, but clearly, you know, not doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, love or allegiance to well, her Well, she son. does she does straight out say like I am not the person. Yeah, I'm she not says that mom. at one point. She's so, at that point it was at that point I knew she was going to get killed cuz it's like Blade's going to have to kill her. She's giving him permission to kill her. Yeah, well, for the it, audience. It, he's not killing his mom, he's killing the creature that basically is like inhabiting her body. Okay, but it gets a little weird because it's a very sexual, weirdly sexual moment between them where they're talking and she's, he's chained up basically. Yeah. And she's and like she's licking like, his lips yeah, and stuff. It weird. Is yeah. Weird. It's strange. Yeah. No wonder Blade was like, all right, this, this bitch gotta go. Um, what'd you think about, uh, so, so Blade has like a little, uh, friend. His name's the Whistler. Yeah. Why is he named the Just Whistler? Whistler. Whistler is his last name. Oh, oh, it is. Yes. Oh, it's Abraham Whistler. Yes. Whatever. Anyways. Um, he was kind of cool. Is played by the guy. I only know his name because it's 
such a cool name. It's Chris Christofferson. I yeah. Know, that's, that's so cool to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was it was just kind of uh, interesting to see in this world. Like, the t- it, it, it's a world where the conspiracy theory nut actually has a point, mm-hmm. but he still, like, lives and, dra- like, nobody believes him. And, like, he's a guy that you could see, like, yelling on a college campus about, like, you know, the dangers of vampires. Yeah, before. and I think he's also there to explain Blade's backstory because Blade is not a type of person that's going to get very deep and go into his, like, history and stuff like that. And to give Blade sort of like a, a parental father figure type of thing and, you know. And the, a deus ex machina anytime they get into trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but did you know Whistler was actually created for the Blade cameo in the animated series Spider-Man? Oh, no, I did not And know so people liked that character so much that Marvel brought it into the comics and then into the movie as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's sort of there to uh, sort of tell Dr. Karen about his backstory and how yeah. he's like, you know, I found Blade when he was 13 and he was killing vagrants in San Francisco or something. And he's and, all like, come on with me. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I thought he was a vampire and then but he like, didn't you die know, in the light. It, and they, so you decided to raise him? I guess, good for you. I, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But like, you can see, like at the beginning, it's kind of just like a symbiotic relationship where they like, because it turns out that Whistler's family died of vampires too. Yeah. So they're probably just like teaming up together to kill these vampires. But towards the end of the movie where uh, Whistler gets beaten up by Deacon and I guess bit or just really beaten up or something. I think he got bit. Yeah, no, they drained him like of a lot of his blood. It's he like you see that turn. like, you know, Blade's like, oh fuck, like this is like one of my best friends slash dad slash mentor slash everything. And it just really means a lot, you know, that he's dying and you finally see that kind of emotion kind of go come through Blade and then afterwards after he kills himself, like... He's like, all right. I'll Whistler kills you. himself. Yeah, Blade Whistler. gives him his gun and walks away, and then you hear the gunshot, and Blade looks very sad slash mad, and then he goes sicko mode on, like, you know, like, probably, like, a hundred vampires while working his way through the building. Yeah. So yeah. A building that's in the bottom of New York City. Or- yeah, again, the, the ancient blood god vampire chamber that the vampires built, but then, like, didn't remember how to use over the generations until this guy decoded their vampire Bible hieroglyphics with his VHS player. I wonder if they take tours. Yeah, you should go visit the probably time. now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, the only other thing that didn't really hold up was the, some of the CGI. Most most of the CGI is pretty bad. Pretty bad, but most <laughs> other stuff like the practical effects, the um, like the uh, the martial arts. I guess I can yeah. say, you know, really cool fight scenes were awesome. The when they start getting to oh oh no the one part where. The the blood vampire thing, the blood god thing is going, the ritual, and, like, yeah. all the other vampires have... The vampiric sk- council who, who uh, Frost sacrifices yes. are... Their, their skeletons turn into bat wing things that rip but the their skele- faces out the of skeleton, their skulls. The skeleton, like, crawls out of their mouth, and then, like, another skeleton that has wings flies out... Yeah, it's a uh, wild. Yeah. It, so this this movie this, is kind of like a body horror movie because definitely with like the the exploding blood and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the only part that didn't really hold up, but other than that, like everything else was so good. Yeah, I mean the movie's awesome. The special effects have definitely aged over the past, you know, uh, like two decades yeah, since but it was made. It's since very it, easy. Wait, you said that this was the best superhero movie you've seen in decades. It's only been like two decades since this movie came out. I know. And it's been the best. <laughs> Argue with the wall. You're like, yeah, it beats, like, the 90s Batman movies. Honestly. I mean, well, it does, but, you know. But it's a very of its time, and it's crazy because this movie was made a year before The Matrix. Yeah. And, like, you can kind of see, like, 
that kind of like a cyber kind of goth punk kind of thing vibe yeah. going on like the trend the like leather trench coats like you definitely see like a matrixy vibe in this and i think that yeah. they took a lot of inspiration from that i think that's pretty cool yeah you know honestly i hadn't put those together but that's uh, that's a good point yeah i think like other than cgi the only thing that i had like kind of noted that i thought was just like really weird to watch i guess in like 2022 was when dr karen is helping heal blade and it's like a weird like sex scene in the middle of the climactic like Mm. with the henchmen but she's like use my blood she's like don't stop yeah it's like it's like a weird feel about two minute sex scene interlude in the middle of like but while the blood sacrifice is going on in the same building and he's like sucking out her blood but she's like enjoying it and I don't know. That yeah. was a weird part. It was but very weird. There are were some parts in the movie which I actually found really interesting where they completely cut audio. Like when like sometimes when like the first time it happened was when Blade dropped down behind Karen and yeah. it was very quiet. Mm-hmm. And then the other parts were like maybe some like slow motion parts it was like kind of quiet or the part where like I forgot what happened, but uh, it slows down and like there's no audio and you just see Blade mouth the word "what the fuck." Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was so and it's like, brilliant. Wait a second, this is uh, this is R rated. He could say he could say the f word. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know if you know this, but I love dropping some bad words, and this movie was so perfect for me because he uses the word "motherfucker" so well. Yeah. It is just so good, and it's like it's so nice to hear like adult language in a superhero movie but the thing is it didn't feel like a superhero movie it felt more of like an action movie because we're so used to these superhero movies being like sort of kid friendly and like having a lot of like these quips and like it's not really that funny this this movie just like oh the dialogue is so good yeah it does you know this was sort of i guess like the overarching thought that i had while watching the movie and we could probably wrap on this is like Part of the reason that you and I rewatched this was sort of to get a little bit more familiarity with the character. He's going to be coming to the MCU. I think we're both excited for it. You know, it like it looked cool. But I'm like honestly less excited for it than I was before. Yeah, because, because it's I'm not Disney. sure that they can make a movie as cool as this yeah. about Blade, where he is like this badass, this unhinged, this dark of a character. Yeah. They're going to sanitize it, I feel like. But, you know, maybe Marvel will take, like, a turn and start making... Because we we really should start getting rated R superhero movies. I'm, like, advocating for this now. After watching this and then... They're making Deadpool 3 and, you know, the the Daredevil Born Again is probably going to be darker. Not probably as dark as the series. The the difference between that, this movie, and Deadpool is Deadpool's more of, like, a comedic... Yeah. This is, like, R-rated, like, for the... Because it's, like, it's gruesome. That, yeah. The other ones, like, are rated because, ooh, drop some F-bombs and maybe you see a penis or something like that. It's pretty much it. You, you don't see a penis in any of the MCU yes, movies. Yes, you do. In one in Deadpool 2, when he turns... Okay, to- that's not an MCU movie. I'm uh, talking about that it's since Disney. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just... I, I don't know. And also, the thing that I enjoyed was that I think a lot of the time of its time is used as an insult when you're talking about it. But you can... It does feel like a very 90s movie. And so if you're feeling nostalgic for that kind of action vibe, that kind of just like... Just one-liners and gunshots, it's a great movie to watch and the other thing is that i found refreshing about it was just that it is not 
like so many superhero movies now are just the entire thing is just like oh look at this character yeah, they're gonna cameo, get a spin off look cameo, at this cameo look cameo. at this character I was and just gonna like, say that that was that was a cool novelty when the MCU came in but it would be nice if you know they started to make some movies that were movies instead of advertisements on, for exactly. the next phase or launching pads for like other characters and there's never there's none of that in this no, there's no, no. none of it you're you're this movie was pretty it the way it ends seems like it's pretty sure it doesn't even know if it's getting a sequel it's or just anything all like, like that. No, it's not blade gonna blade. It's not spending, you know, half the movie setting up side characters or, you know, setting up future plot points or, oh, like they mentioned, they mentioned Thanos, you know, wonder Whoa. if he's going to come in in 10 years. And, you know, there is that it, it's cool to be it's able to tell refreshing. that sort of serialized story across decades. I don't want to minimize what Marvel has done. I think all of us were very into it and, you know, it's great in its own it's way. Connected. But, but this is like, a movie just it's just a blade movie and that's yeah it. it's just about blade and you know i'd like to start getting some more projects that are a little bit more like that yeah from marvel uh, you know like you've established this big universe it's okay like we get it that it's all like we understand that this is all taking place in the same world you don't have to set up seven new like you know uh disney plus shows in every movie yeah, I mean, the the market is oversaturated, but, you yeah. know, I'm sure there are going to be some, like, smaller uh, movies that come out. Like, I, I, I see Marvel now starting to experiment with different forms, like, especially The Werewolf by Night, which yeah. was really cool. That was um, self-contained, too. Exactly. So, um, a couple more notes I wanted to mention is that Blade is actually English in the comics. He's not American. Did not know that. Yes. And also... I guess, uh, yeah, they, they only have vampires over there. That makes sense. Also, before this movie was made, Wesley Snipes was actually trying to get a Black Panther movie going. And he wanted to play Black Panther. That would have been a very different Black Panther movie. Exactly. And so he really advocated for that. And then they brought this character and he was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, he's kind of like a action hero thing. I don't know if I can do that. And there, he ended up doing it yeah he he pulled it off i don't know what happened but like literally it literally took 19 years from that point to make a black panther movie yeah it's fucking wild um another thing i i hope that they well actually i guess i shouldn't i don't know if i should say this but you you can cut it if uh if he has anything regrettable in his past but uh but i do hope that when they make this new blade movie that you know like cast wesley snipes as whistler or something you know like get get him him involved in some way what is he doing yeah Tax evasion, it's already done. He's already served his time. He's good. Yeah. Um, another thing, which is interesting, because we mentioned the script and how good it was, uh, it's actually revealed that David Fincher helped develop the script. David Fincher. You know who David Fincher is, right? He's a world-renowned director. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he was going to direct it as well, but ended up not doing it. Um, and then, Well, he missed out. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, let's see. Stan Lee was supposed to have a cameo in this movie. But it didn't end up happening. Stanley should have played Whistler. Uh, right? Right? Exactly. Um, and then a few lines that I really loved were um, Karen says, wait a minute, I'm coming with you. Blade says, you're useless. <laughs> He's not sugarcoating anything. Yeah. He's like, listen here, bitch. Um, and then... He's explaining like how she's like, you're going to steal from people? And he's all like, listen, we're not exactly the March of Dimes. <laughs> Yeah, that was so good. Amazing. And then uh, also like he's stealing from a corrupt cop who was working for the vampires. Yeah, like, why it wasn't is she like all he up was, in arms? He wasn't like he wasn't robbing a convenience store like no. or like stealing a little old lady's I stand, purse. I, I like, stand with Blade. Yeah, no, I I think you know, 
Blade then, had some points. Another good, another good quote, which I loved, is he's talking to Karen because she's all like, "What am I gonna do? You're gonna leave, and I'm not gonna do anything. Like, I don't want to do anything." And he's all like, "You better wake up. The world you live in is just a sugar-coated topping. If you want to survive, you better learn to pull the trigger." Amazing. Yeah. Mic drop. He's like, "Listen, I just love how Blade is just like, I'm not gonna coddle you." Yeah. We are in dark times. You better get with it. Or you die. Okay. I mean, it's got to be like Blade. Like, what if you were living in a dystopian hellscape and you were the only one that knew it? Exactly. He's like, I don't have time to like, you know, like Blade is every post-apocalyptic movie character except for he's in the world that doesn't realize it's already had the apocalypse. And then wears leather all the time, and nobody questions that. Yeah. He's a leather daddy. <laughs> Uh, anyways, do you have any other notes? Nope, nope. Just this was, uh, this is honestly, this is one of my favorite movies we've done this pod for. Really? Yeah. So, Kiki's Delivery Service was nothing to you? I'm just fucking with you. I know no. you hated that movie. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> no, does, uh, believe it or not, does not live up to this movie in my eyes. Well, anyways, if you want to hear any of the other Maybe movies. Maybe they should have gotten Wesley Snipes to play Kiki if they wanted that movie to be good. If you want to listen to all the other movies that Harrison hated, you can find us on Twitter and you can also find us on Spotify and, well, actually, no, we don't post on, I mean, we post on Twitter, but not the actual episode, but you can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or pretty much wherever you listen to your stories, podcasts. Yeah, your podcast. That's what we call these. Okay. Yeah. Um, and if you ever want us to do a movie, we can always take it into consideration. Either shout us out on Twitter or leave us a five-star review. No, stop, stop lying to people. You do not <laughs> consider them. You do not. We, we went over this. It was like, I, I pulled up the iTunes reviews. They're like, oh, I've never checked these. Stop lying to the people. People this don't is... use iTunes. I hope you know that, right? Okay. Well, Apple podcasts. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, watch Blade, everyone. It's a pretty badass movie. Would you show your kids this? Uh, when they're older. Yeah, it would depend on the age. Five five years old. Yeah, no, they, no, 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 no. They gotta be at least ten. Oh, another thing I want to leave everyone off with that. Um, I just want to say that Blade would absolutely body Edward Cullen. Edward Cullen cannot stand a chance against Blade. I kind of want to see that movie now. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody was really doubting that. But thank you for you know. I just like vampires used to be cool, and now they're like soft. Bring back vampires. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we are going to wrap up this episode, but stay tuned for, you know, our next episode where we like this movie so much, we are going to be doing Blade 2. Bye, everyone. Bye.